Welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is John, and with me, as always, is Mandy. Say howdy. Hello, hello, hello. Indeed. And uh, we're actually doing one of my favorite movies growing up. This was a TBS staple, TNT as well. You know what the weird part is? I never saw a Joe Bob on it. Um, yeah, it's just... I, I never saw this movie until you made me watch it. Oh, this was this was a movie I would pick up from Video Central, which was the precursor. They got all bought out by Hollywood Videos. Oh. Like, that's how I'm like, wow. Like, I keep looking, trying to find Video Central on anything, and I mm -hmm. can't. But it was, like, all of their locations got bought out by Hollywood Video. And they uh, had, like, just... Uh, they had this giant store uh, at, like, um, right in the middle of San Antonio, like, just down, uh, not in the middle, but, like, you know, 1604, 410 kind of area. And it had, like, it looked like it was a two-story place because it was right next to the Mervins that had, like, two stories. Mm -hmm. But there, that's the one that had the giant, like, uh, Terminator, uh, like, poster. And there was, like, a giant, like, and it was these huge, gigantic posters on the walls. Uh, and it's, like, like so imagine, like, the, a like a, a library sized video store mm -hmm. and then where there should be a second story there it's like a big cutout and then all you see are probably about 10 foot tall posters of uh you got terminator you had godzilla you had like just iconic uh people in iconic places one of my favorite video stores ever although it was a lot farther from my house than i i like to go I've I so my I didn't I never even heard of Video Central. Mm -hmm. Um, my video store was Pop and Go. There was a Pop and Go, yes. There and was a that was it was near the base where ah. I where I grew up at. But there so we had we had Video Central. We when I was growing up, we had the Albertsons had videos in them, but then that got weird. Uh, that we had Blockbuster, of course. We never did Blockbuster. Oh well, we, my 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 dad actually used to work at Blockbuster. My for dad a little bit. hated Blockbuster because of the late. Fees. I think it happened one time to him, and he was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Anyway, uh, a lot of this is gilding the lily. Uh, but uh, we are talking about 1985s or 86s, depending on when you see it, uh, on like where you find it on. Uh, this is House. Uh, I, I love this movie. Um, this is one of my favorite ones. You can actually watch it now on Shudder. Uh, so I, I would definitely uh, suggest picking that up. Uh, this is an interesting one because it's got a, a lot of people from other uh, shows that we've seen. Uh, it is directed by Steven Miner, uh, Steve Miner, uh, who uh, did Halloween H2O. Mm -hmm. uh, he did Friday the 13th 2 and 3, Lake Placid. Uh, so he's been doing a lot of different movies. We need to do Lake Placid. Yes, we, uh, we, can, we can do that at some point. Uh, it was written, the, the story itself was written by uh, Fred Decker. Uh, he did... Of course, he did House 2, the second story, which was, uh, that one was one that leaned hard on to the, uh, the comedy movie part aspect of, of House. Yeah. Uh, he did, uh, the 1985, uh, version of, uh, Godzilla, which was basically Godzilla Rides Again, but with Dr. Pepper added. Ah. It, it's, it's not, watch the movie, Dr. Pepper's in it. I believe All you. over the damn place. Uh, and then, uh, he did Monster Squad and Robocop 3. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we have him to thank for the, uh... The, the flight pack on the back of RoboCop that didn't get added until way late, and then it like he took it off. And I was like, damn it! That was awesome. <laughs> uh, but the screenplay itself was done by Ethan Wiley. He was, also did The House Through the Second Story, but he is responsible for uh, two th uh, the uh, uh, Children of the Corn 5, I believe. So that one was fun. Uh, bear, uh, which was from 2010. It's about a bear. 
Oh. Yeah, surprisingly. It's very original. Uh, and then 2017's uh, Dead Again in to- uh, Tombstone, which is actually a Danny Trejo movie. It's one of the ones that, like, you know, when they're like, I don't even know if he's, like, fully in it because the people listed on the credits are not Danny Trejo. But, like, but for some reason it has him on the poster. Like, you know, it's a, it, it, they do that a couple of times, especially with terrible movies. It's like, look, Tony Todd is in this movie. You know, two seconds. Yeah, he, he dies. Or, God, they do that to Lance Hendrickson all the time. Oh, yes. Uh, poor guy. But uh, this one, <laughs> it looked interesting. He's got like a, I think he's a zombie. I have no idea. Uh, this one is starring William Catt. Uh, you will recognize him as uh, the greatest American hero. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I'm walking. That guy. Uh, he was also Tommy Ross in Carrie, the uh, 75 version with, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Uh, and he was also in uh, 1994's t- uh, Toll Booth. And the reason why I know that one was, do you remember in the 90s when all the video cassettes had like uh, kind of a sunset going on in the back of them? There was orange and then they had like weird uh, font, kind of that weird kind of... Um, that reminded me of the the Saved by the Bell font. Oh, the yeah. With the little little uh, triangles and stuff uh-huh, all over the damn place. Uh-huh. That one has Feruza Balk in it. Interesting. So when I was looking, I was like, who the hell is this chick from the the craft? What else has she been in? I found, oh, wow, Toll Booth with Feruza Balk. And I just was like, Feruza Balk. Feruza. Feruza. Uh, but uh, it's also starring Richard Mall. Uh, so you're going to recognize him as Bull from Night Court. He was Father Esteban in 1981's Evil Speak, the one with um, uh, the the less successful Howard brother, um, the one with the weird face. So not Ron. Yeah, not Ron. The other one. Okay. The ha ha ha. The the guy. He, he I remember him from the original series of uh, TNG. Uh, not TNG. Uh, TOS. He was in the original series. Um, yeah, you just Star Trek. I have no he idea. Was the, the kid that left. Clint. Oh, Clint, no, Howard. Clint Howard, there we go. There Woo! you go. That took a bit. A little bit. That was a that was a walk up. Uh, he was in 1982's The Sword and the Sorcerer, which was an actual like fantasy epic one. And then he was in 1984's Dungeon Master, which is if you're a fan of MythBusters, if uh, you remember when he says I uh, didn't like refute your reality and uh, supply my own or something like that, that's where that line comes from. Uh, so it's, it's, I reject your reality. I reject your reality and uh, substitute my own. Ah. Um, because Richard Mall plays this guy called, it's something terrible. It's like, uh, my, anyway, it's, it's a bunch of, it's one of those movies where they took like eight different vignettes, put them all together and like, surprise, it's a real movie. Oh, wow. Kind of vibe. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, you also might recognize him as, uh, Harvey Dent. Uh, from the Batman the Animated Series. That is pretty cool. I did not know that that was him. Yeah, he is also uh, Matt Gargan, uh, who was the Scorpion from the uh, Spider-Man series. So he's he's been doing a lot of stuff. I'm definitely going to recognize him more from the uh, Batman the Animated Series since I used to I used to you know watch the heck out of oh, that. Oh yeah, I mean you know and it, technically we still do. Pretty good. Uh, we got uh, George Wind. Uh, was it Windit? Windit? Went. Went. Uh, you know what? It's Norm. It's Norm from, from Cheers. Cheers. You know, which I I realize that we're old enough to be able to make those things. Guys, watch Cheers. It's it's actually a really well written show. Uh, we've got uh, God, a lot of people uh, were were in this movie. Surprisingly, uh, you've got uh, was it uh, Mindy Sterling is in the like randomly in the back. She was uh, Frau Farbisna. She's uh, the the lady who was like wouldn't shut up at the very beginning of the movie. What that was her? Was, yes. 
Wow. Yes, it's uh, like she's like in it just for a second. And she's to keep talking about her wife. Yes. His uh, wife. His, his wife. wife. Yes. Uh, we've also got uh, Stephen Williams, who was the guy. He's actually Rufus in Supernatural. Yes, he's Rufus in Supernatural. He's also um, the guy who tells everybody how to kill Jason, and Jason goes to hell, and then like and he's in the X Files. Jason, yes, uh, he is. He's um, Mr. X. He's the guy. Whenever um, Mulder would put a uh, X tape in the wall, in the window, the window, yeah, 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 and he would show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've also got uh, a lot of random people for I no think reason. He was an It, also the new It. I think he was the the uncle for oh. um, the the. Yeah. The guy in the slaughterhouse. For, um, he worked in the slaughterhouse. The, the God, I can't even remember. I it's, can't remember his name anyway. It's the guy who ended up being the uh, the librarian yes. uh, for it. Uh, we've got uh, Mary Staben, uh, who is just gorgeous, but she was one. She was a Bond girl. And uh, oh. um, I think it was View to a Kill. Uh, she's, she, she's a very strikingly pretty lady. Is but she the neighbor? She is the one who is a jerk, yes. Okay. Uh, actually, this is a movie, from what I remember, just, it's terrible. Terrible people just constantly coming in and out of this house while William Cat is trying to save his sanity. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people walk into this house. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Uh, and then you've got, uh, oh God, I think it's uh, Kay Lenz, who is the wife. Uh, she was in, in a lot of weird stuff. Um, I remember her from Reasonable Doubts. The only reason why I know her from that one is she was in, um, she was she was opposite of God was it Gibbs? Um, I always screw up his name. Mark Harmon. Uh, so that was a weird show that was on. I had huh. to watch a lot of it. Um, it was a short series, but I kept having to watch them. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of people in this movie. I'm excited to watch this. I know you haven't seen it uh, in in a long time, uh, but this was one of those movies that I would watch repeatedly while I was growing up mm-hmm. um it was I honestly I remember it being kind of scary but I think uh they leaned into the 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 comedy elements of it like it wasn't supposed to be super funny it was supposed to be kind of scary uh, not as bad as the uh, house to the second story where it's like super comedy and there's like a, a little caterpillar dog uh puppet and there's oh yeah no it gets weird i don't think i watched that oh one. you probably haven't seen it uh it's bill mars in that one it's weird huh. it's a weird movie we might get to it at some point i remember uh the fact instead of it being um norm in that one it's the uh the the other guy uh from cheers the uh the postal guy who hangs out with norm all the time <laughs> you talking about him from toy story Yes. Yeah, it's that guy. It's that guy. He's, he's, uh, and he, he comes in there and, uh, the, the brother's are like, oh God, uh, our girlfriend has gotten, gotten taken, uh, into this, this creepy fireplace. It's like, hey, yeah, you got, uh, it looks like a dimensional portal here. Uh, you know what? I, I got this. And he pops open his toolbox because he's like an electrician or something mm-hmm. like that. And he whips out a saber, like a cavalry saber. What? And he goes in there and they start fighting like, you know, Incans or something like that. It was oh weird. God. It is a... And it, oh, we, but, we'll do that one so, for our next equal month. So imagine that one as a, a... Yeah, I don't even know if it's a horror movie at that point. I guess it kind of is. It's still technically. Uh, but yes, uh, we will go ahead and pause it here and uh, check that movie out. Again, if you want to watch this one, this one's going to be on Shutter for you. Um, I just... It is... It is a treat for me. It's one of those movies that I used to watch a lot when I was a kid. That and 
I think Robotech, the sixth volume of Robotech, were the the two ones that I pulled out from uh, Hollywood and Video Central all the time. I so, believe it. This is I, I'm I'm excited for you to see it again because I don't think you 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 I don't blame you for not paying attention to it. It's a it's a goofy ass I've movie. I've seen it. Like, ish. Yeah, ish. Anyways, that's, that's the ish part. But right. We'll pause it here and we will be right back. Be right back. This is a house where no one should live. Roger Cobb has come here alone. But no one is ever alone in the house. Leave while you can. No! Sandy. We're back. We are back. So that how, how do you feel about watching it again? Honestly, it was still fun. It's, it was fun the first time I watched it. It's still fun the second time I watched it. It was a. It was kind of nice to be able to watch it the second time because you get that moment where you can just kind of look around and see all the little bits on there. I forgot completely. There's a point where he's looking at a mirror, and you can actually see where they remove the backing for it. Like they because there's it's. Like, he's looking in the mirror, he opens it up, and it's a medicine cabinet. And then he closes the mirror, and you can actually see the uh, the mirror moving slightly as they remove the medicine cabinet uh, part from the it. back of it, yeah. so that it can be, like, this giant empty hole afterwards. It's really... <laughs> I loved it. Uh, but this one actually also is coming from us from uh, Sean S. Cunningham. Um, he uh, helped produce it. Uh, I completely forgot. He was the guy who produced things like um, Friday the 13th. Uh, the original one, 1980s. The Last um, House on the Left. The Last House on the Left. He did both, both of them. Both of them. Uh, and he did um, Freddy vs. Jason. And uh, Jason X. Uh, I think it was... I don't know. I think I, think I saw Jason X. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, but I, I just remember like, oh, hey. Pretty awesome. Pretty neat. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty... No, no. I can't remember. Uh, pretty, I haven't watched that one. Pretty sneaky. I thought it was sneaky. Sniss? Sneaky? Because we got to connect for Pretty form. sneaky. No. Is it? Pretty... No? I don't know. All right. Anyways. Anyway. This completely different movie. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, this uh, actually starts off uh, with uh, a guy driving uh, to this beautiful house. It's a, a, a delivery boy. Uh, a little kid on a Vespa. And it was kind of funny because we're sitting there and we're going like, you know, it's weird. We went from home delivery for your, your meals in the 80s to not doing that at all and it in being the, weird yeah in the like the 90s and and you know 20 2000, like 2000s like, yeah all the way up until covid yeah where we're completely back and okay with having people deliver vegetables or you know anything to our house yeah. at that point yeah exactly thanks amazon yeah uh but uh yes uh he goes in to drop off some some groceries uh then he hears something he goes upstairs and he finds a swinging dead buddy yep of an old lady and she is like 
the the part to me that was weird was that she was like flinging herself around like there was energy behind that, <laughs> that like that wasn't like was, she didn't just kill herself it was windy in that it was room. like whoosh 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 it was it was hella windy in that she room. was going all over the damn place so um that happens he runs out he doesn't call the cops or anything he just runs out just get and, and leaves on his scooter i assume he called the cops later on but he didn't even check to see if he could help her or anything like that yeah he's like no nah, she did no oh, old lady's dead obviously so then it actually changes to wherever we are at her um funeral. funeral yes and uh which is odd to me because it's clearly it's a catholic funeral but she hung herself which i guess i don't know that's i always thought that was like uh, verboten but maybe that's just me uh but we are introduced to william katz's character uh roger cobb uh who is actually a of uh, famous a celebrated horror celebrated horror author yes uh we we find that out because uh He's out there, um, you know, we get a little of explanations like your aunt was a, a wonderful lady, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Roger Cobb is like, that's cool, whatever. Uh, but then he's at a book signing. I guess it was it like the same day. It was I don't know pretty if it quick. Was, I don't know if it was the same day, but I know that it was definitely. I think it was soon. actually because he uh, he has a conversation with his wife right after. And it was. Yeah. So oh, he's. Maybe. He, uh, or maybe it took like a couple of days for him to get back on that one. But, yeah. uh, yes, he is having a, uh, he's sitting down and, uh, uh, signing books and, and people are coming in. We got, uh, all kinds of weird people. We got, uh, a guy from Flock of Seagulls was in there, some punk rock chick. That was cool. Uh, we had old people too. That was, that was all over the we place. We had one guy who looked like he was trying to be Stephen King, but wasn't really doing a good yeah, job. Yeah, he wasn't doing a good job on that. Maybe it was a Dean Koontz lookalike. Uh, and then we had, uh, God, we had the, the lady, the Frau. We, we had, had Frau Farbissima. Yeah. Frau Blucher. Uh, no, Frau, Frau Blucher is from uh, uh, Young Frankenstein. It was Frau Farbissima from, uh, what's it called? That's who I thought you were talking about No, it's Frau Farbissima from uh, Austin uh, Powers. Austin Powers. Oh, that's not who I was thinking of. You didn't? Really? Oh, wow. I don't, I don't care about that lady. Oh, that terrible. <laughs> anyway, but she is, because she did, obviously didn't have a boyfriend. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Yes, um, we we get a kind of an explanation, and we're getting kind of this vibe off of uh, Roger because he's not he's not feeling things. He's having kind of an issue. Um, he's gets asked about what his next book is going to be, and it's uh, a uh, tale of uh, it's kind of an autobiographical tale. It's his experiences in Vietnam. Uh, Eighty five, of course, you would be running into that. Time and everyone's period. all boo. Boo. We want. We want the horror books. We want horror stuff, even though that was fucking terrifying. Well, you know, admittedly, if you you look, uh, really, Paperbacks from Hell uh, by, I can't even remember, it's Grindy something or other. Uh, he did, uh, just, just Google Paperbacks from Hell. It's a great, not only is it a great, like, book kind of giving you outlines of what uh, publishing was like in, in the 80s it was huge I keep forgetting about how am, like amazingly huge uh, horror books were back in the 80s yeah uh, you remember I went to, to Kmart I forgot Kmart had a book aisle and it was full of horror books like V.C. Andrews kind of stuff oh well, that's cool it was weird was V.C. Andrews considered a horror writer she, she did spookums same thing with Lyra Stein well V.C. Andrews did, like, messed up family stuff. Yes. I know, because I used to read a whole bunch of... Really? Yeah. I used to read a whole bunch of V.C. Andrews. If you look at some of the weird things, and maybe it was because it was, like, an odd reprint, but I remember Flowers in the Attic being right next to R.L. Stein, which Mm. I'm like... It's a a teenage... That's not a... mm. Horror fest in there. Yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, so, uh, yes, he gets the explanation that he's, uh, uh, it's... That's the next book he's writing. Is is nobody likes it. Even his agents, like, don't do it. Uh, and he goes home to start making himself a banquet. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, a banquet microwavable dinner. Uh, <laughs> I, I was confused the for a I was one. like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> I was, it was the, a joke. I was going for it. It was the chicken patty. Uh, it was the, uh, the corn chicken patty mashed potatoes one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he didn't even take it out of the box. Like, he just, he sticks the whole box in there. Maybe that's what they did in the 80s. I, I thought there was a plastic film you had to pull off. I don't know. Yeah, that's I, what I, I mean, that's what I you just, do now. Look, I remember that there were metal ones that you put the whole thing in there or ones that you vent the plastic sheet because that was the ones that I used to eat. Uh, but, uh, yes, uh, he, uh, <laughs> poor bastard, having a terrible time, and he ends up calling the FBI. And I'm like, why is he calling the FBI? It's because he's looking for his son. His son had disappeared. We don't know exactly when. It's kind of a vague timeline. Uh, but we now kind of have this recognition of the reason why he is divorced and living on his own now from his beautiful soap opera wife, uh, who he calls, like, right after or no she calls him and he even has to do this pathetic like turning up the music and having like people oh, oh guys like, pretend like he's you know has people yeah over. calm down guys i got people talking to me and he has to turn down the volume on his own thing it's like oh that's that's just terrible lame uh but uh yeah the reason why is because they their son disappeared from the house the house the titular house uh, we, this house, the house that everything is going to happen in. Yes, uh, we know this because um, he has a f- quick flashback, I guess, to where his kid is out there playing while he's chopping up uh, one of the, uh, the trees. The trees yeah, and then the kid disappears. He runs out to the front, can't find him, hears a car squealing away, then runs back into the back. Uh, <laughs> and he sees his kid in the water splashing about, and he dives in, and I guess... California gives no, like, like all their fucks have been, like, sent off somewhere else to, to go to people. Because that pool was deep. It really was. That was, was. a deep-ass pool. It was, like, 50 feet like deep he, Like, William Cass is not a small man, and he was completely submerged. So it had to be at least 10, maybe 15. Yeah, yeah I don't even know. It was down there. I'm sure it was 10 feet. And he just couldn't see anything. So he felt... Uh, uh, he feels at this point that he's he's going to, to not deal with this stuff, uh, and he's uh, he's he's got this vibe because he had that dream uh, with his kid being in the water that he needs to go back to his aunt's house to kind of just maybe something is going on there, uh, and he goes uh, he goes there. We see uh, God, was we the, meet the really weird real estate agent. It was the the snuffy guy from um, he was in War Games or uh, War Games War Games. He was the uh, the guy who came up with a whopper, I think. Ah, in War Games. But uh, he, uh, uh, he's the... He uh, shoots a harpoon at him. That was weird. He's like the estate salesman. He wants to sell the house. So he's like really trying hard to, to get uh, Roger to, to sign everything over and not paying attention to anything that he's saying. Um, he just... It's crazy. Uh, and then, yes, he does fire a spear gun at, at Roger's head. Which scares the crap out of him. And there's actually a really funny part. I don't know if that was supposed to happen or not. Because uh, the guy uh, walks away. And uh, William Cat is staring at the uh, the guy. Um, through the whole scene. William Cat's just a mean mugging this guy after he fired a harpoon Because the guy face. doesn't say anything about it. Not like, sorry. Or he says, oops. Right? Yeah, just like, oopsies. Oopsie poodles. Oopsies. 
And the guy, and he just looks at him like, are you freaking kidding me? And that's when, uh, God, the guy starts, like, critiquing his grandmother's, or his aunt's, uh... Paintings. Paintings. Yeah, he's just like, such an odd little lady. Yeah, which he... Or, the, or, or what did he say? Something, like... It, it was, wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. Um, <laughs> which nobody seemed to like her that much. Uh, this is when he's like, no, I'm gonna go ahead and keep this place. We're gonna, we're gonna do this. The guy got salty about that. Uh, but yes, uh, William Katz moves in to uh, to not only uh, look for just, you know, answers about his kid, but also to write his book. Uh, and we get to see that. Uh, we see uh, some parts where uh, he starts having these, these pretty intense flashbacks mm-hmm. uh, where he's when he's writing. Um, we get to see Richard Mall in like with. Skin. Big Ben. Yes, Big Ben was his guy who saves him uh, from a Viet Cong uh, ambush. Uh, like, actually, it was like a, they started, they threw a uh, grenade yeah. down. And uh, I was waiting for, for uh, Richard Maul to shoot his CO because he did not like his CO. He did not at all. I was like, good lord. Uh, but yes, uh, it's at this point that we hear something outside, which is, I guess, just a raccoon that was futzing around with the uh, the trash cans. Uh, and that's when uh, he goes outside and meets uh, Norm. Was it a raccoon or was it a dog? Might have been either. I don't remember. I, but it was I remember it being like smaller. There. But not really. Uh, he starts, uh, he meets, uh, yes, uh, Norm. I'm not going to say his name. I don't care about his name. It's Norm. Yep. He's playing Norm. the same character who is also a fan. Uh, pulls out his, like, I guess that's got to be weird for an author when somebody pulls out their paperback from like in the guy's pocket and tries to get him to like sign it even though it's a little shredded i mean maybe that just means he read it a whole lot i guess i guess i I took it as a compliment at first but then he just started to piss me off he a lot of weird stuff starts happening in this movie to where people are kind of constantly going inside of his house without saying anything yeah they just pop up like they live there it's Uh, fucking weird it's it's just strange uh it's at this point that uh i believe this is when william katz goes inside I'm just going to keep calling him William Katz because I, I keep switching over. Um, William Cat uh, goes inside and uh, I think he hears something and then it's like midnight. Like it's, yeah, this is the yeah. midnight part where he goes upstairs and he's just like, oh, I thought I heard something. So he goes into uh, the uh, the hall closet. He has seen his aunt at this point, right? Or no? This might have been I don't slightly remember. earlier. He, like all kinds of weird shit is happening. So it's like he sees his son in the reflection at yes. one point, and then he sees his aunt, and she's like, "That house will get you too. It tricked me. It'll trick you too." Yes, it's like I I thought I could beat it, but it it finally got me. And like, then he huh. sees the monster in the closet, and that monster in the closet. I found something out about it. Yeah, that was weird, and I I did finally see it after. After you said stuff. So just in case nobody else knows this, the monster in the closet is supposed to look like a bunch of napalm bodies all stuck together, and its fingers are bullets. Yep. So keep an eye out for that. It does scratch up William Cat pretty get, uh, good, and he freaks out, and does he run outside at this point? I can't even remember. But he's like, he's freaked the hell out. Uh, and that's when he, I think he, he runs outside to get the shotgun, right? He does have a shotgun. He goes no, no, no. no. That's not yet. No, okay. Good grief. Yeah, I, I feel like it. Anyway. This it all just a, kind of runs together, it's honestly. A, it's a good, solid movie. That's the problem. It's a it's a lot of stuff keeps kind of going on with this. That's just there's stuff the, constantly. Uh, I mean, there's stuff constantly happening to him. Yes. Uh, he, uh, God, he, 
I think he even sees the hot neighbor girl run by at one point too. Yes, uh, that was right when he. That was whatever the trash can stuff. Yeah. Yes. Whatever the trash can stuff happened, and then she ends up going into his pool like she owns it. But this is oh, that's only after he sees his wife, who isn't his wife. Yes. Uh, so at this point, uh, he I think he goes out to the, to get the shotgun from the shed or something like that because he's freaked out and he doesn't want to deal with anything. Um, he also, oh, the next day he buys a lot of camera equipment. Yes, yes, because he, he tries it, to capture it. Yeah, and he sets it all up and he opens the door and there's nothing there, but he, he realizes that, oh wait, it's, it's, uh. It only happens at midnight. Yeah, so he's like, oh, okay, and he, he gets ready and he tenses up ready to do it and that's when Norm shows up into his house. Like he fucking owns the place. beers and food. Uh, that's when they have like a conversation. There's. Which, by the way, why does he pop up at midnight? Uh, randomly like that with food and that beer was, no that was awkward that was a weird situation and i think the whole point is to make it to where that that was a a, a break in the suspense like it was supposed to like you know cause well instead it, it makes it worse for people who are like us who are like what the fuck are you doing in the house yes but so the whole point of that was was to i think there the the real kind of test for this picture i think if it was trying to go a little bit more seriously the two songs in the middle kind of kill that yes uh but um if it was trying to go a lot more seriously what it was trying to do was make you think that maybe he is crazy i mean and, and it's believable because it, it I does mean, a really good job he has, on that. he has garden tools chasing after him he's got you know yeah we weird have the part shit happening and and that's so what happens with the garden tools is he does he decides not to go out with it he, he talks to uh, Norm, who steals his uh, address book and goes outside with it to call his wife. Yes. Uh, he calls up his ex-wife. Uh, Norm calls up William Katz's ex-wife and says, hey, you really need to pay attention to him, and if anything goes on, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, this is when... Uh, guys, this is where the... the sh yes, it's the marlin. The marlin starts looking at him. Yes. So there's this giant marlin on the wall, and it starts flopping about... It freaks William Katz out so much that he runs outside to get a shotgun to blow it away. And I guess that's the thing that you normally do. He ends do. up not doing it, though, right? He just covers up his head. Oh, he he shoots it. He does shoot it? He does shoot oh, it. Oh, I, I think yes. I missed that part then. Whenever uh, he shoots it. I, just, I saw him put something over the Marlin's head. He put it over there because he the blew a hole into it. The eye or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, he runs outside to grab the shotgun. That's when all the, the tools come out and start attacking him. Yes. Uh, and then he goes inside uh, and he's got the shotgun. He fires it off. Uh, freaks out about the the marlin because it's still not dying. He puts the uh, the thing on top of it, and that's when um, the wife shows up. Yes, because yes. The, the, because he he goes into the restroom. He hears knocking on the door. He opens the door. This whenever the garden tools come in, try to you know stab him and all that. He closes the door. He runs downstairs, and his wife is standing there. Yes, while he holds a shotgun, and he's freaked out. So he, he kind of puts the shotgun down, starts talking to her. He's, I guess he slips or something. Or he, oh, he bends down to grab the, the shells. She does. She does. That's she right. bends down to grab the shells. And then she comes up as this terrifyingly big boobied monster. Like, disgustingly Reminds big. me, this is weird to me, it reminds me of the last unicorn, the willow, when it starts, like, hugging a hold of the oh, uh, the guy. Okay. Like, oh, I love, 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 love. Yes. yes. Okay, okay, I can see that. It was that. That's, well, that's yeah. I can see it. He gets freaked out, fires a shotgun, and blows it away. And then we see that, oh no, it was actually his wife the whole time. The whole time. Well, unfortunately, Norm saw this from his window. He didn't see the wife, but he did hear the shotgun and woke up and looked outside. Uh, so that freaks him out uh, to the point the where he calls the cops. Uh, so... And reports a suicide attempt. 
Uh, that's when uh, William Cat has to drag his wife in because he hears the cops coming. So he mm. drags her in, throws her under the uh, the stairs like Harry Potter, uh, and then runs outside and starts polishing the gun like nobody's coming up to his walkway with guns drawn and yelling him to drop the, the shotgun. Drop the weapon, yeah. And he moves it and he points it towards the cops and he's like, oh, it's not loaded. And they're like, sir. And I'm just like, really? Man, this is 80s, man. For real. Like, For real. It's like, it's not. Bam, 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 bam. He saw that. He pointed it at us. Mm-hmm. For real. And uh, I would not blame him one bit for that, because that was a shotgun. Yeah, and that's where uh, the other hunter guy from, uh, what's his name, uh, from Supernaturals. Yes. Yes. Yes, this is where Rufus comes in. Rufus shows up. Uh, he's like, Sarah, what's the, you can't shoot this in, you know, town. Within the like, city oh, limits. Oh, man, I'm, I'm real sorry. Wait a minute. You're Richard Cobb. Y- yes, I am. He's like, you know what? We'll skip it. But, uh, hey, I really, could you? He's like, yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, let me use your bathroom. He goes like, uh, no. What? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh-huh. It's just uh, down, down the hallway. Don't don't go anywhere else. Just go straight to the bathroom. So then we have a cute little bit with, uh, with William Katz trying to wrangle all the people because even Norm shows up. And they're trying to run back and forth like he's trying to, to, to hide all the evidence and do all this other kind of stuff. Because even Norm pulls up some shotgun shells. Yeah, he was like trying to like smoothly get it in front of the cop. And Norm's like, no, no, I got it, buddy. I got it. And Uh-oh. then he gets pulls up a shotgun, shotgun shells. shells. Freaking dingus. I'm like, uh, that was weird. Just a dingus. And uh, for some reason, the, the door to the, uh, the under the... the Stairs bit keeps opening up yes. just to screw with him. Uh-huh. Uh, this is also when William Katz realizes that the gun has been taken. So he's scared shitless about that. Uh, but that's when the cops and, and Norm leave. So Where does he get another gun from? What? What do you mean? Oh, with the shotgun? Yeah. Oh, he gets it back. Almost immediately. Because the giant creepy troll lady is actually sitting upstairs hiding in the uh, the room where his mom his uh, aunt killed herself yes that's right and he like sneaks in there to open the door because he he hears it close uh and he he goes in there's the closet that he's been freaked out about so he goes over to that and that's when the pitch comes up behind him and hits him in the back of the head with the, the butt of the shotgun yes that's right and then that's that's when it starts doing a terrible like yardley smith kind of like Nee-e-e-e. Like, where's your son, Roger? I was like, what the hell is going on? so bad. Where's your son? He's dead. (laughs) You'll be dead, too. Uh, So, uh, she... She tries to shoot. The gun doesn't go off because because it doesn't have any any bullets. And so uh, he's like, huh, huh. And he, he jumps up and he throws open the door. And then all of the garden tools that were behind the bathroom were like, hey. And then they just attacked her. They, they cut her into pieces, including cutting off her head with the garden shields. Uh, and that's when we get the weird part where, uh, was it You're No Good shows up? You're no good, you're no yes. good, you're no good. Baby, you're no good. It's at this point that uh, that that that's whenever it started getting. Yeah, funny. William Cat decides to put all the uh, the bodies into to bags, uh, and this is when the hot chick who lives next door uh, shows up, and it's clearly kind of that vibe where um, you get that National Lampoon kind of thing where it's like, ah, this is obviously a hot chick going on. And she so she stupid. really wants roger's balls you know like just all (laughs) over him like she's staring at him i was like what the hell and she even pulls the uh the it's like oh yeah no uh i know when men are are like 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 to work like to work i I know when they like to play too and i I was like they like to play too and i was like 
Oh my, Roger. He's a green light, buddy, green light. And meanwhile, I'm all, ew, that's and then, trashy. And then, <laughs> poor bastard. Uh, so he uh, takes the uh, the body, buries it in a whole bunch of different After pieces. he gets rid of her. He doesn't do it right in front of her. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, unfortunately, once he's finished, she looks around and uh, the freaking Norm's dog is out there digging up the, the hand of the creature. And he's just like, damn it. So Norm, Norm's dog goes running away with the damn hand in his, you know, mouth. And then he's, like, trying to find his car keys, looking around, trying to find them everywhere. And then the doorbell knocks. Somebody knocks on the door. Yes. And so he goes over, and it's the, the neighbor. And she's like, hi, are you ready to play? And she's all dressed up. And he's like, oh, uh, uh hey, it's so nice to see you. Um, I'm really, hey, this is my son. Okay. He loves to play. Okay. Yeah, He's can like, you yes, watch him for me? Just do me a huge favor. I really need a babysitter. And then dumps him there with a full load of, like, change of clothes, bathtub, towel, blankets, uh, toys. Like, four toys. Four or five toys. He's like, yep, thank you, bye. And leaves. Leaves her son there. And, of course, the son is being chased around by Roger this entire time because it has the hand. Yes. He, he has the hand on, on his, his little back. neck. And uh, so he's, like, running around trying to catch him. It's it's ridiculous. So Roger's like, no, no, I'm not going to take him. She's like, no, no, yeah, thank you, later. He's like, oh. And he does. Okay. He takes care of him, which also includes um, getting him out of the clutches of the two trolls that have, that they, take him. You know what they looked like to me was, uh, they looked like. They looked like, like one of them looked like the face of a ghoulie. It reminded me of Garbage Pail Kids. Ew. Yeah. You remember really? those? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it because it had the big like goofball eyes? It does. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yes, he <laughs> the kid gets grabbed and then taken into a room with a fireplace and he starts uh, getting yanked up. That's when William Katz is able to grab a hold of the kid and not tear the poor child in half, uh, but uh, <laughs> does finally save him. And then there's a bath scene. Yeah. Gives the kid a bath. He's like, all right, dude, we're gonna take a bath. We're covered with soot. Yep. And that's when mom comes in and. Well, no, no, he falls. Oh. Uh, no, no, that's right, yeah, because yeah. he falls asleep, then he gets taken, and then the bath scene, yes. then the mom comes in. Because we, we do have kind of an explanation, too. Uh, while, just before the kid gets taken, uh, we do see another bit with Richard Mall, and Richard Mall is being a jerk, but he gets shot from behind by the Viet Cong, and that's when uh, uh, William Katz pops back up and sees the kid is gone. Yes, exactly. Sorry about that. So, well, and whatever. Uh, this is when uh, yeah, he gets rid of the kid. He's really happy to get rid of that kid. It was terrible. It didn't have anything to do, and it kind of killed the vibe of the movie it at did. that point. Yeah, it was weird. It was like just like, and we're done. Um, it's at this point, he has decided that he is going to uh, get uh, Norm to fully see this. So he gets Norm upstairs by like kind of coercing him. And this is when he's... So he hands Norm the harpoon gun. He says, don't worry, there's a line attached to the fishing rod. Uh, there's a raccoon in this closet. And I want to make sure that we get him, but we're going to time it just right for midnight. And we're going to get him this way. And Norm like, is just like, oh, uh, okay, sounds good. Yeah. So he takes his position with the harpoon. And uh, William Katz, uh, being covered by the safety of a mattress, uh, opens the door right at midnight. And the monster comes out, and Norm like loses his shit. Which he should. Yeah, because he was expecting, you know, a raccoon. Or, I think he was afraid that the guy was going to, you know, hit him or something like that. It was a sure. goofball thing. But then it's like, surprise, bitch! And I was just like, yes! Um, 
surprisingly, Norm is able to shoot him with the shotgun, uh, not shotgun, uh, the harpoon. Uh, harpoon gun, uh, and and hit him. But uh, that's, that's it. That's it. That's all he does. And then the the creature tries to run. Uh, the line is being pulled out. William Kent's not paying attention. Gets caught by the line and yanked into Vietnam. Yep. Which, back, right back into it. Right into Nam. Right, right into a PTSD flashback. Yep. He gets pulled into the darkness, and that's when he sees Richard Maul dying. And he's like, he's like, Roger. Roger, you gotta save me. No, no, you gotta kill me. Oh, uh, yeah, you gotta kill me. That's right. You gotta kill me. I'm dead. I'm dying. You gotta kill me, Roger. And he's like, I can't. I can't kill you. Like, I can't do it. I'm gonna get the people. I'm gonna bring them back. He's like, no, Roger, you dick. No! And then we see the Viet Cong coming in and grabbing a hold of, of uh, Big Ben. To torture him. To torture him, which uh, we find out later. Yes, they did it for months. Uh, but yes, uh, Roger is able to find the, uh, the door and he leaps out. Uh, into a sunny day with uh, Norm lying plastered on the shredded bed Which, mattress. It wasn't a sunny day. I think the room was just really bright. Oh, I thought because no, he puts him to bed. It was daytime. Because he puts him to bed and he's like, "Have a good night." And then it's nighttime oh, it? again. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then he goes to sleep. I thought it was daytime at that point because then it becomes daytime later on. But anyway. Because uh, I thought that was confusing also. Yeah. Because he weird. puts him to bed and then he. Climbs into his son's bed and then goes to bed, but it's still nighttime outside. Okay, really weird. weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's at this point that he he kind of just gets a vibe, I guess, or something like that, and he ends up going uh, into the shed where his uh, aunt had been painting, and she had some really trippy paintings. They were, uh, cool. They were cool. I I would keep those, like not I, I in would. the house, like somewhere else. <laughs> In a just private the, gallery yes, somewhere. Somewhere. Yes, these are mine. I don't let them near me. Uh, but uh, she, he sees the unfinished one, and it's this really trippy one where it's his aunt sitting in a like a, a like a like a rocking chair, and everything's floating inside of the room. The doors open, and it's all spooky. But there's this really like well placed rag that's covering this one spot and he pulls off the rag and as he sees his son's face screaming out of the bathroom mirror and that's when William Katz is like oh, my son it's that's where he is yep. and he so he runs and he he uh this is the bathroom mirror piece wherever yes. he so he he opens up the bathroom mirror sees that it's just a a regular medicine cabinet closes the mirror and then we see, that's whenever John's talking about the little goof that happens, wherever you can see them take out the back of the mirror. And then he throws something through the mirror and it's a black void on it's the other side. It's just a void. Uh, the, William Katz decides that what he's going to do is go ahead and rappel into there, which he does. He grabs a hold of the shotgun. Like a boss. He ties up the, the string. And it's so funny because he ties up the string to some kind of like plumbing part of his i guess the toilet or something like that something. yeah, yeah he, he attached it to a pipe somewhere uh, which is apparently uh strong enough to hold the weight of a, a full-grown man with a shotgun and he begins to slide in the empty darkness uh and it is dark it is just a void and you can even see the the light from the uh the the opened hole that he can see uh, just floating in nothingness uh, and he zip lines down, and then he sees the, I guess a gargoyle or something like Which that, is, some kind it, of it looks flappy. It, it looks like it's trying to be uh, the Evil Dead. Yes, it's or, very or much evil like dead, that. Um, like a dead eye, uh, wings dead ver- thing. Uh, Ash, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Ah, it's something like that. One, uh, one of those. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. There you go. Oh, that's, that's what I was thinking of. I was it, like, which one has the flying ones? It, yeah, the Army of Darkness. It was a big flapping skeleton that grabs a hold of the shotgun. 
and uh, it keeps flying in and out. It's so funny because <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's it and like twist it. it. Yeah, he does a, a flip of the shotgun and fires it, blowing a whole, uh, blowing the the line that William Katz is on, and William Katz falls into darkness into water, and then pulls out of the pool, and he's in Vietnam again. Yep, but this time there's a box, and inside the box is he's, his son. Yep, Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, Jimmy. Daddy, Daddy, home, Daddy. He's like, Daddy, be careful, he's coming back. And then we see this giant creature with the the gun that Richard Maul had. Uh, the I guess it was like an M60 or something like a big, big machine gun. And we're just like, oh, it's him. <laughs> it, and it was, it was Richard Maul. And you could tell this because you could see his mouth. Well, not, his human mouth out of the fake mouth. Not yet, because he, uh, no? he, not yet. Oh, I could see it like right from the it's, it's dark. It's it's the darkness. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, about so that. we got the yeah, darkness. Yeah. It's a it's a silhouette. So we can kind of assume that it is Richard Maul. But we don't see anything of him. He pulls, uh, uh, William Katz pulls uh, his son out of the bamboo cage, runs him out and into the water. They swim and they come out through the pool. Yes. He goes back inside to, I guess, take the kid somewhere, which I guess he needed to find his keys. I, I don't know what the hell was going on with that. I wouldn't go back into that house for anything hell at no. that point. Uh, and this is when uh, Richard Maul busts in through the door and he is this weird looking, like, desiccated corpse creature kind of reminded me of iron maiden half skeleton oh yeah i can see iron Maiden. yeah half skeleton half vines half soldier half not all pissed off all all angry uh and that's uh yes you can see the mouth inside of the mask but they did a really good job because the mask itself that he's wearing uh is fully formed it moves along with the jaw going and it's got animatronics going on uh you know the the weird ones where you can like see the face going up and down and all this other kind of stuff it was cool gives a lot of expression yeah like, I, I really liked it yeah i thought uh, it was cool that's when uh it, it, he tells jimmy to get the hell out of there he's like run jimmy i'll take him uh and richard mall starts beating the living shit out of him and shooting guns and stuff like that yep um he decides at this point that he's going to get out he does uh so the way that this works is William Katz kind of keeps drawing Richard Maul towards him. Then he goes up through his son's bathroom and he gets out into the, uh, eight, he, like, he on the roof. He goes out to the roof, yeah. And then he shimmies over to the attic. Yes. Goes through the attic door, the very, very tiny attic windows that are also open. Yes. I and mean, this guy doesn't lock anything. That's when he gets grabbed, though, uh, by Richard Maul. Yes. Who came out of nowhere. Uh, and they have a fight, and they fight, and they fight, and that doesn't he get thrown back into Vietnam for somehow? No. Oh, no, this is no. when he, he gets away from him, he runs into the, like, I guess it was the kitchen, but the kitchen is no longer there, and it's the, the ocean. It, yep, yep. It's like a giant 30-foot drop onto to jagged rocks Which near the ocean. Which is just terrible. I know I've had a dream about that before, wherever it's like, it's like a house, and the door that's supposed to open to the rest of the house is just... It's just like a sheer drop right into the mm. ocean. Oh, I think we even saw that in uh, Necronomicon. Had something very much and a in a lemony snicket. Yes. Uh, so yes, it William uh, Katz tra- is traumatizing for a lot of people. Is able to grab a hold of the the side. Uh, Richard Mall starts stamping on his hands. Uh, that's when uh, William Katz whips off his belt and is able to yank Richard Mall off. And we he, even see with Richard a little Mall, lasso. He has a little lasso. Yeah. He has a little lasso. Richard Mall falls and splits the dummy's head off uh down on the rocks yeah. i thought that was hilarious uh yeah and then uh, i guess he gets up he starts trying to uh william cat starts trying to find his his son goes upstairs 
and that's when uh, we see Richard Mall has Jimmy again. He's and like, it's like just lifting him up off the ground like he is just a paper doll. So Richard Mall was a very intimidating guy. He's a big, tall guy. I, yeah. I think he's still alive, so I hate to say was. But he's huge. Uh, he That's why he was bull on Night Court, because he was so spooky. Uh, but he's grabbing a hold of the kid, and uh, he's like, I'm going to kill your kid unless you kill yourself. Uh, he's like, I'll do it. I'll gut him. <laughs> and and <laughs> William Katz is like, no, no, leave my kid alone. And he puts his hand out, and <laughs> Richard Mall cuts off William Katz's hand and then William Katz pulls up his hand and there's no cut because William Katz is no longer afraid of Richard Maul. He says, no, you can't do anything to me. I'm going to kick your ass. And that's He's when, like, you can't do anything to me or my son. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to um, do something. And he's like, oh, yeah, you ain't going to do shit. And then he, he pulls a grenade and he shoves the grenade in his takes, rib cage. Takes the kid off and... and walks the hell out of there and that's when Richard Maul's face goes sad. He's like, no. <laughs> and then the entire second story blows up but not before um, Richard, what, what, not Richard, what's his name? What are we calling him? William Katz? Yes, Roger? William Katz, yeah. Yeah, not before William Katz's uh, ex-wife shows up in a taxi and runs over, sees all the explosions, and she's like, oh my god, no! And, and then, then we... Norm comes out, and then here comes William Katz and his son, just walking out like nothing happened. Like a boss. Just comes out there with, like, the, the, the explosions going on behind him, and he stands there holding his kid, like a little cock strut, you know, like, yeah, what do you want? Just and the wife's like, oh my god, my baby! And he's like, mommy! Thank god! And... Mm done the end scene. it was beautiful end scene uh this again i enjoy this movie i really do it's a lot of fun uh i i would suggest it to anybody again it's on shutter it's one of the the you know other reasons why a shutter like thing is is valuable at least uh, subscription uh what did you what are you gonna rate this um i'm actually gonna rate this I really liked it, mm. of course. So I, I'm going to rate it an 8 out of 10. Uh, creepy fat ladies with red sharp nails. I'm going to give it a 9 Richard Malls getting detonated by his own grenade, which he probably could have used on himself in Vietnam out of 10. Uh, this is <laughs> one of my favorite movies. It's it's not perfect. Uh, you know, you even pointed out there's uh, like two song choices in the middle. We don't get those ever again, but it is it is clearly, you know, just like, that's odd. But this is a solid watch. I would suggest sitting down, putting it on, just kind of enjoying it. Definitely playing it for the Halloween party. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is definitely a great one that you could do for, say, just, you know, sitting around and watching stuff. Yeah, for I real. really enjoyed it. Uh, my suggestion is check it out. Uh, if you you like it, if you love it, let us know. Reach out to us. ESAT3AM at gmail.com is going to be our main uh, email. Uh, you can reach out to us on our website, ESAT3AM.com. Twitter and Facebook is at ESAT3AM. And you can always leave us a voicemail. We want to hear from you. Thank you again to the guy who has left us a voicemail. Uh, yes, uh, it, it really does help. Uh, that one is going to be anchor.fm forward slash everything scary at 3 a.m. You got a little dash between everything scary at 3 a.m. Uh, we would just, we'd love to hear from you. It makes me feel special. It does. Uh, but until next time, uh, we will see y'all later. Yep. See you soon. Bye. Uh, hey, you took <laughs> it. Do it. Bye. See, it doesn't mean anything now. <laughs> that weed. Don't ever do that again. <laughs>